billiards and skateboards. Yeah. You know, people like to geek out on beer and put things in their mouth that they never had before. Yeah. And that's where we come in and we try to add some some flair to some beers that maybe hasn't been done before, which is a pretty damn hard concept yeah. with the way the beer scene is in America right now. Welcome to Tap That AZ, the show where you get to meet the awesome people behind the best craft beverages across the state of Arizona. I'm your host, Eric Walters. In this episode, I travel down to Tucson and meet with Ben Vernon from Crooked Tooth Brewing Company. I call Ben the beer zen master as you can see in the background we've got some some zen music going on there was a yoga class going on uh on the back patio of the brewery during our interview that added to really good ambiance ben super awesome dude and they're making some pretty awesome beer down there let's tap into crooked tooth brewing company ben Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for coming in, man. This is awesome. This is pretty great, man. I love this place. We stumbled upon it uh, at the the crawl. You guys were having the crawl a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and I I've been following you guys on Instagram, and uh, we came in, and man, the house was rocking. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you guys. Yeah, were that was a good day. There. That yeah. was uh, <laughs> it was pretty gnarly. We were blessed enough to be actually a destination on it. So Laura, yeah. who organized that, kind of worked with us to kind of get us as a destination. So. 1,200 new people maybe walking through the doors for the first time here. Going out on the patio, we're lucky to host 12 West, which is out of Gilbert. And they're a new brewery that just opened this year as well. Yeah. And then Dillinger, which is the newest brewery in Tucson. Yeah. So it was cool that we were kind of like the new kids on the block here with, you know, everybody that walks through probably never had any of the beers here before. Right. So it was really a nice opportunity to to social face, get our get our name out there and then get people to walk through here and kind of get our experience. Yeah. So yeah, it was yeah. fun. It was, I, it was great. Cause I remember I picked out, first of all, the, um, the flight holders, I guess you would call them, um, skateboards. Uh, I love it, man. I was yeah. like, dude, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was a fun idea, man. So we, uh, me and the other owner, Mondo Basuto, we we're just, uh, we we're really into skating growing up. Um, you know, we do a lot less of it now because it hurts when you fall. You, right. don't, you don't bounce back up like you used to, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we do the flights on skateboards. We do use trucks as our purse holders underneath all the tables. We do I have a buddy that does skateboard art. Okay. So each beer is being featured on a skateboard. So he'll stain the board the color of the beer. Wow. And then I just tell him what the name is and some features of the beer, and he'll make an illustration uh-huh. to match that. And then he he's really with his fonts his fonts are just off the hook and yeah so we'll be hanging skateboards all throughout so that's kind of our theme is like nerds and skateboards yeah. you know people like to geek out on beer and put things in their mouth that they never had before yeah and that's where we come in and we try to add some some flair to some beers that maybe hasn't been done before which is pretty damn hard concept yeah with the way the beer scene is in america right now meaning so. just because there's so people are doing so many different things to try to find something that somebody else hasn't done yeah is, is hard to i do. mean yeah there's so yeah. much stuff out there i mean you look at like 17 breweries in tucson oh, you know 17 and, now yeah wow. so okay. and it's growing there's supposed to be three more open this year so we're gonna be up to 20 yeah but we have a million people here so i think that's definitely room for growth mm-hmm. um so yeah, we just try to like come out like the mermaid pterodactyl, which is we had our yeast culture guy. He mixed the two yeasts. It was pretty awesome because they flocculate and attenuate at the same rate. Okay. 
so you weren't going to get one over dominating the other. So both yeast characteristics come through in that beer. Yeah, that's it. Okay. And so you're going to get that dry peppercorn flavor from the French Saison yeast. And then we use our Vermont, which is our house yeast. And we use that, and that's a super estuary and just really accents the hop notes. And okay. so we do all late edition hops. We're not really into the uh, punch in your face with bitterness. Gotcha. We want that hop flavor and aroma to really come through really nice. So that's what we use there. We use Dorillo and Belma. So Belma gives you like some pineapple, some pear, some strawberry, and then Dorillo. One guy describes it as nerd rope candy. Nerd rope candy. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you eat way too much nerd rope candy because I don't even know what that flavor is. Right. I get bubble gum, which is really nice. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, that's a, definitely one of our off-the-wall beers. Super hazy, lots of Sonoran white wheat. So we get this indigenous wheat that's grown in Marana. Oh, nice. And so, yeah, we're really trying to hit up some like local areas and try to get some farmers. we got a farmer lined up for peaches, so we're going to do a Northeast-style pale ale, the Quaker, which okay. right now we have with mango. Yeah. Our next round is going to be toasted coconut and vanilla. Mm-hmm. And then the round after that will be peaches, which we're going to go down and physically harvest them, you know, eat them, just have a fun time. Yeah. We're going to get some cucumbers while they're down there and maybe do a cucumber saison or something like that. Wow, that's cool, man. Yeah. yeah it's so. like bringing everything local together to... Yeah, yeah. and he's... He's 10 minutes outside of town, so, I mean, he can't get much more local than that. Right. And he just has his little farm that he's been running in his family for two generations. And so, yeah, it's just going to be, it's fun to try to find those little niches that you can get into and try to try to keep it all right here. Because there's right. plenty right here in Tucson that we can grab our hands on and make stuff with right. and have fun. Um, we do our Smell My Cafe, which uses Yellow Bick Roasters. Okay. And... Yeah, they just uh, do a fantastic job. We got a special blend of coffee from them, and then we cold brew it. And so, yeah, it's it's fun stuff. Yeah, nice man. So, hard work, local—that's kind of kind of a theme for you guys. It, like, you were telling me. So before we started this, you were telling me that uh, you guys were working your regular jobs, yeah. and then you were opening this place up too. So you were yeah. doing the nine to five or the, a full day and then coming in and you guys did pretty much all the work yourself, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it was pretty crazy. So you, you, you go to work, I get out at about three thirty, head down here and basically just work till you can't stand up no more, Right. <laughs> which sometimes was when the sun was coming up and sometimes, you know, it was 11 or 12 at night. But, uh, yeah, so we, we did all the work. We built the walk-ins. We built the office space. We did all the rough plumbing. Everything in this building had to be done. We redid our tables. My uncle actually retired and bought a mill. And so we went up there and milled wood. Yeah. And that's what we were able to get our hands on to make the tables. And These we, things are beautiful, man. Yeah, thanks. They really are. Like, they're solid. Like, it's, you know, you feel like... If, things, if this falls on me, like, it's going to crush my legs. Yeah. But that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty gnarly, and it's all blue beetle pine. So what that is is the bark beetle gets in there, and it infects the tree, and the tree's eventually going to die. Okay. And so as it starts to rot out, a lot of it turns gray-blue. Uh-huh. And so you get a lot of the gray-blue accented in some of the wood. Okay. And, yeah, it's just, like, second use on the wood, you know. It's about ready to die or is in death already, and they cut it down. Foresters do, and we come by and pick it up, and make some tables nice nice and there's i mean there's what four in here and then you got the uh up by the front doors there that's those are wood planks too right yeah Yeah. so that's all made out of the pine as well that's just a bar top that runs along our garage doors so you know weather permitting we open those garage doors up you're sitting right on six feet from the road you right got the vibe of the city it's just 
pumping, it's beating, you can hear the noises, you can, cars going by, people walking, we got student housing right across the street, we get a pizza joint next door, so it's just going to be like this vibe that this little area is going to start picking up on and yeah. hopefully thrive and like start getting some more development down here. Yeah, well there's a few uh, breweries down here too, like Borderlands is right over there, yeah. um, what is it, Tap and Bottle, it's not a brewery, but it, it's not a brewery, all... but they're like the craft beer mecca of, yeah. of Tucson, so. Yeah. You could 45 second walk to Tap and Bottle, two minute walk to Borderlands, you know, five minute walk to Pueblo Vida, you know, about a seven minute walk over to Public. So, I mean, oh, you nice. can hit a lot of breweries. Hermanos is over there, another craft beer bar. Okay. So, you can hit all these places in an afternoon, right. spend like three hours in Tucson if you're just stopping by, or, you know, locals can get out and do a lot in one day yeah knock out try some beers put some different things in your mouth yeah yeah so. it's got a good energy too when you get that going you know like you feel like you're part of something yeah you know? yeah yeah it's fun and i mean they're great neighbors they make great beer they're kind people we're all in it together trying yeah. to promote tucson and yeah get the beer scene where we think it should be I, that's one thing i've noticed through through my experience of doing the show is um man the craft beer scene is it's a tight community i mean there's there's competition in the sense, it seems like you guys push each other to make better beers. Of like, oh, dude, they got a great saison. That's you know, let's yeah. kind of one up them. But it's a, it's a good, it's a good. Uh, it's a friendly competition. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Everyone's it's, not. It's not cutthroat. People are like, you know, collaborating on things. And nah, I think it's. But awesome. we like to tease Dragoon. You know, their brewer. We have a little joke like, ah, go make some more IPA. <laughs> but you know, all the reality. We would love our IPA to be in every restaurant and (laughs) bar in Tucson, too. So I got no problem making IPA all day. Yeah. But it's just, you know, it's fun little jokes like that that you can have in the community and, and like, grow together and help each other. And we send people to, you know, other breweries all the time. They send them to us. And it's just a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Well, that's how I I came to this place. So we were at Borderlands. And, um we were talking to the girl there and she's like dude you guys got to go to crooked tooth oh, and nice. I was like, oh man i remember seeing some cool pictures on instagram I'm like that place does yeah. look cool and she's like you got to go there. that's my favorite place so oh, nice. just, yeah. that was cool that somebody from borderlands was saying go over there yeah um, that's so, cassidy she's a badass okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um revert back a little bit to this place so i, I love the story about like what what this was yeah so this is a super it's an older building uh 1950s okay Originally, the back where the brew house is was Charlie's Breaks. Okay. And then the front was his house. And then eventually they tore down the house to expand the business. And then Charlie's went under prior to me knowing when that occurred. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, I grew up in the area, so I know this was empty from me being in high school. So in the 90s early 90s it was already vacant um then somebody took over for volk stop and he was working on volkswagens out of the back okay spartan frames was working on motorcycles in the front whenever we moved in yeah um i guess a lot of people try to get this building and really? i found that out post getting it like pueblo vita had it in escrow 1055 was in the midst of buying it okay uh, the owner of time market wanted to put his restaurant beeline in here so, I mean, he had had all these things that were kind of building up, and it just kind of fell into place for us. The yeah. right guy bought it. The right guy wanted a brewery in here. He wanted a craft beer bar, and he wanted something local. Mm-hmm. So it was just so awesome, like, how the community really came together for us. Okay. And, you know, he worked with us. He knew that we weren't guaranteed money. 
he knew this franchise wanted this place and he knows that's guaranteed money right off the bat he didn't yeah. even have to negotiate but he worked with us he ended up giving us a little bit more free time and it just uh the way it worked out was just really nice so yeah yeah it was it was fun and then you know we had a bunch of guys in the community a friend of mine worked on the doors another friend did all the welding so you know a lot of people put their sweat and blood yeah my cousin uh helped sand all these tables down like so in-laws everybody was just out here till wee hours in the morning nice working hard so that's badass man that is badass and so the doors i'd read something that there was uh when you guys were kind of doing things wasn't there an older guy that was concerned about what are you guys gonna do with the doors right yeah Yeah. well he actually (laughs) so he was seven when his dad installed these oh wow and he was on the side this guy his dad was the one that installed these. yeah and he worked for you know some company here overhead doors and his now his son works for him and his son was coming by and he's like, man, what are you guys going to do with the doors? Because, you know, if not, I'll take one and put it in the showroom. Right. Because they like to have some of their historic, like how long they've been around or whatever. I'm like, no way, man, we're renovating these. I'm like, perhaps you could help me out with a few parts. He's like, nope, we won't touch these doors. <laughs> I was like, fine, I'll find somebody that will. <laughs> why wouldn't he? So, like, why wouldn't he touch uh, them? Just because they're older and, uh, you know, they're obsolete. So okay. they don't got parts for them. So gotcha. we had to have some people like machine some parts and nice. get it to where we could still utilize the doors and they're still a bit rustic but it's uh it's part of the feel hell yeah man yeah 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 you could easily just be like all right let's just get rid of these let's get some new ones in there something easy yeah parts made you know yeah what fun is that though yeah <laughs> no there's a lot of uh sanding involved in those mm-hmm. and when there's like a quarter inch of paint on the outside you could be sanding for a long time <laughs> right. so yeah there were a couple of days definitely spent on you know 30 hours sanding you know you could i, I don't know i can i can kind of you can feel and see like the amount of work that went into this it wasn't just a matter of hey let's just throw a bunch of money at this have somebody else do this you guys put your you know like you said your your blood and sweat into this and, yeah and you can you can feel it i don't know if that sounds you know no dude, that's good you. that's what we wanted <laughs> yeah. because i mean we did we dumped a lot of ourselves into it and and i mean everybody contributed even the light fixtures like my wife made the light fixtures um, I mean, we just bought a spool of wire. We just bought, like, all the rough pieces. She had to put it all together. She had to wire it. She had to drill the holes, sand down the mesquite. Like, we chainsawed those, cut them into medallions. Each little... Yeah, like so we just basically bought a trunk and then chopped it into, <laughs> oh, like, nice. two-inch slices. Yeah. And then took the flat piece, sanded it down, drilled some holes in it, and attached all the wiring. Nice. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, this piece here is on... It's a... I didn't even see that. Yeah, it's a piece of... Um, a driftwood? It? No, it's walnut. And it was on the side of my dad's house for like 10 years. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And so I was over there picking up tools because he just is the man of every tool. <laughs> and so I was like, dude, dad, you got this wood? What's it doing? He's like, it just sits there. I'm like, I'm taking it. And just took like all this stuff from his house. So it was really like what we could get our hands on and how we could creatively integrate that into our space. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's fun, right? It's fun, man. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like you can't like it's not like an identifiable theme, but it, it is a theme in itself. It's like yeah. you guys created your own unique theme, and you got the animal heads. Like, what's what are the story behind those things? All right. So my uh, my grandpa-in-law, he passed away last year, okay. and he was one of the craziest men I've ever met in my life, and I would definitely call him crazy, but he was always right too, and. <laughs> You know, he did some crazy alternative medicines, but he was also an avid hunter. And he actually, the caribou there, he went out with the Inuits. He followed the herd for like three to four weeks. 
they found the one that like they wanted he was able to come in and they got it they did the ceremony afterwards blessing its life wow. like and then you know ate the heart right out of the body man and uh so yeah so he did like all these crazy like he wanted to live every part of life and so yeah we were able to grab some of his stuff because i was like man nobody else has got space for this i got some space yeah so we got the caribou here and the doll sheep and then i got my house is now taxidermy because he had so much of it oh really yeah (laughs) but it was pretty gnarly like a guy was telling me that he just saw that a doll sheep tag went out and it was two hundred and eighty nine thousand dollars for the tag wow yeah and then all of that money is put back into the restoration and preservation of that animal yeah and the habitats so nice yeah so even the animal heads have stories yeah (laughs) it's pretty gnarly that's awesome Okay, so you're, uh, I mean, I, this kind of goes without saying, but you're a beer guy. Yes. <laughs> right? So, but you've got, a, um, you were, you've got a lot of brewing experience, too, before you opened up this place? Um, well, as a home brewer. Okay. I mean, so gotcha. I'd been home brewing for about uh, 13 years. Um, and it really kind of started with home brewing because, you know, back then, I got two kids. I was, you know, working. My wife was going to massage school, and it's like, man, how is it? That I can afford to drink craft beer. Right. That you can't? Or yeah. Can't. Oh, yeah. At the time. So, <laughs> yeah. But I could afford to make it. Yeah. Oh, so that was okay. kind of my loophole into it. And that's okay. what really pulled me in is not being able to afford to drink a beer. Oh, and so then gotcha. I can try to work on making good beer. And yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, from the get-go, it was, uh, it was pretty solid. Um, you know, I was really into writing recipes, really into coming up with things. Okay. Um, even, like, you know, in the kitchen or anything else like that. You know, it's always want to do my own spin instead of go off of something else so right that's where it kind of all started and then as that evolved i went into you know like one refrigerator two refrigerators up to four refrigerators seven beers on tap of the house <laughs> at the then, house seven yeah. Like, yeah nice and then it was like all right you know i worked one year and i was gone for eight months as an environmental consultant so it was like all right this is not conducive at all to my kids, my wife, trying to help out. You know, I'm always gone, and when I come home, it's like, dad's gone, kids are crazy, yeah. life's just in this array. And so it's like my wife and I are sitting down, and we're like, all right, what can we do to change what's occurring in our life now? Yeah. And so we pushed, you know, the idea of, all right, let's, let's open up a brewery. Let's start looking into what we think it's going to cost. And, you know, it is. Whenever... It's funny, you get people come in here and they're like, oh, I'm going to retire and open a brewery. And you're like, yeah, buddy, that's not happening. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not like Because the amount retire. of work that you yeah. put, yeah. And yeah. it is, I mean, seven days a week, 20 hours a day. It's just all the time, just yeah. constantly. Even whenever you're not here, all you're doing is thinking about things that you're supposed to be doing. Uh, yeah. And so it's just, uh, you know, it, it overtakes you, but, you know, it's... It's moving. We're getting some good vibes from the community on our reviews. Like Draft Magazine was in. Oh, nice. And they're doing a review on us. They ranked our Dwarvish in the top seven beers of AZ Beer Week. So Nice. And we were in there with like phenomenal names. You know, Uncle yeah. Bears and uh, 1912. Borderlands was in there. Ren House. I mean, so it was really nice all to be. These guys. Yeah, yeah, Huss Brewing. So it was so nice to be with like these other guys that you just look up to and it's yeah. like man you guys make great beer right thanks that's <laughs> right. awesome i can't believe i'm on this list yeah just and just so, honored to be on the list yeah by itself and yeah it's just so humbling and so it's like all right you know and so like the dwarvish will do a release of it 
once a year in the beginning of winter. Okay. We'll brew it twice. So hopefully yield about 20, about 35 kegs. Okay. And yeah, then we'll wait. So it's kind of building up that scarcity. Honestly, I want a damn line outside my building. Right. <laughs> when the dwarfish comes, comes in. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. want to create that like scarcity in Tucson and. So yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So well, that takes us in, into the, into the beer. Is um, so you've got some flagships, um, but you also I know we kind of talked about doing some some different things. But but what about like the flagships, like just or just your beer? Tell me about your yeah. beer. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, we're kind of going to keep four flagships around, um, and a couple of them might evolve as time goes as it all happens. But the always sunny in Amarillo is our Vermont Blonde. Okay. So it's a gluten reduced. Um, it has zero IBUs, and then we just flame out and dry hop the heck out of this beer. Uh, and so you get all of this aroma. We, we use uh, Amarillo, and okay. we use Citra. So it's always sunny in Amarillo. And, yeah, it's, just a, it's a fantastic, sessionable, crunchable beer, 4.4%, and then no bitterness at all. But it offers those hop enthusiasts, like, this nice, sessionable beer. Yeah. Um, then we'll have our 18th hour, which is a more traditional style IPA. Okay. Um, I, I call it an American IPA because it doesn't fall into that dryness that you get from West Coast IPAs. Okay. It has yeah. a little bit of a malt backbone to it to kind of yeah. counter some of this, like, upfront bitterness. Okay. Um, so that one's, that'll always be around. Um, the Quaker will be around in some magnitude, but we want to change adjuncts. So we did the Quaker with mango twice so we could dial in the recipe and make sure that we got everything that we wanted from the beer. Okay. Now we figured out the way that we want it to be. Now we're going to switch it up. We're going to do it with toasted coconut and vanilla on the next round. Following that, we're going to do the Quaker with peaches. And then as fall starts to come, I want to do the Quaker with you know, some type of berry. I want a purple beer. Yeah, nice. And so, yeah, yeah, super hazy, purple. So it's probably going to be blackberry, boysenberry, maybe some blueberries. Um, but it's still going to be the Quaker. It's going to be the, just the Quaker be the with. Quaker. Yeah. And, uh, so it'll uh, have nice. the same malt build. It'll have the same hot profile and same yeast strand. We're okay. just going to be changing out the adjunct. Okay, gotcha. And then we have our Archmagus, which is an English-style ale. So it's really, like, toffee, caramely. Um, it's... You know, it, it hits that market of like people that look for the malt beer. So it's your amber, it's your brown. It, it covers that genre, and yeah, it's just a it's a full-bodied English ale. We use English base malts. We use an English uh, yeast strand. We use okay. English hops in it. Um, we even build up the water profile to slightly resemble that of the English water. I mean, I'm a water really? chemist, so yeah, you got a big I science background, geeking right? out on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. so it's like take our Tucson water and then kind of switch it up a little. The only thing that we do to our water is filter it. Okay. And we filter it with just activated carbon and remove any chlorines from it. And then we will build the water profile up according to beers. But Tucson's just got fantastic water. I mean, calcium and uh, sulfates are so high here. Okay. That for IPAs, it's perfect water. Really, so it's nice. really nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then the rest of our menu is just going to kind of be switching up. We like seasonals. I hate yeah. consistent. Like, I like to have a consistent product. Right. But I just hate when I go in, it's the same beer every time. Oh, yeah. And yeah. So, yeah, the places that I frequent, they're like, oh, here's our new beers, Ben. And they always, like, give me, like, little samples of the new ones because that's what I'm after. Yeah. And so that's what we want to offer here. So we have already gone through our strawberry milk jugs, which is strawberry vanilla milk stout. We went through our Ooh, holiday nice. cash, which is a ginger red IPA for Christmas. 
Um, we've burned Ginger? through our yeah. Red IPA, nice. Yeah, man. that one was really good. Yeah. Our, our Smashing Porters, which is our pumpkin porter. Uh, we did the Limon Chingon, which was a lemon meringue Bellerweiss. So we've already burned through a bunch of beers, and we're just coming out with new ideas, like the Mermaid Pterodactyl, where it's that Saison high, IPA hybrid, okay. super dry hopped. Um, the Wiracocha is our newest one, where we used an imperial porter, super chocolatey and roasty, nice creamy mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. And then we infuse it with Palo Santo, which is a spiritual wood, um, often yeah. used with tribes. Even Catholicism uses it, like the little altar boy swinging his smoking. Oh, that thing. Yeah. Really nice, man. So that's that same wood, and it yeah. gives such a vanilla flavor. It's really fantastic. And that's a market that a lot of people just haven't hit utilizing this wood. Yeah. We just got. Del Bach whiskey barrels, and we're in. We those. filled those with the Imperial Porter, so those should be ready in about oh, three weeks. Nice. And yeah, that's a smoked uh, whiskey from Del Bach, which just won double gold in San Francisco. So double gold's like when you get all golds from all the judges. Say double gold, man. Yeah. That's like that's big time. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so we know the owners over there, and they are kind enough to hook us up with some barrels. And yeah, so we'll see how that goes, and yeah. be our first barrel age. We're going to start our sour program. Uh, we have two more beers ahead of our sour, our, our Kolsch. And then we're going to go into the next round of the Quaker. And then we're doing our first uh, sour, which will be Blender Weiss. Nice. And that's going to be a lemongrass and ginger Blender Weiss. And then once we're done fermenting that, we're going to take that yeast right over and we're going to pitch it on top of a watermelon lime gosa. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. that should be hitting right at the end of like... April, so it'd be perfect for spring. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it just kind of reminds me of Raspados. And yeah. Like, I love, like, that lime on top of my watermelon, maybe a little right, salt. Right. <laughs> yeah. So those are three things that are going into a gosa, you know? Like, nice. Yeah, we're pretty excited about it. So we'll get our sours going, we'll get our beer aging going, and then we're just going to keep this menu rotating. Yeah. We like to have nine beers on tap. Yeah. And so we're at eight right now, but we'll have the... Uh, the IPA will be back on. The 18th hour? Yep. That'll okay. be back on uh, early next week, probably Wednesday. Okay. Gotcha. Nice, man. Yeah. these I, I love the Riracha. Miracocha. Miracocha. I wasn't even close. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Dude, that thing was fantastic. That was my favorite one. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and this is, I. every beer is great. I love I love how you have the, you said this earlier, but the skateboard board. Yeah. And so they're going to keep going up because you. Yeah, we'll just keep spreading them across the yeah. entire, like, top six feet of the wall. And I like that you're because I'm the, I'm the same way almost to a fault where like I like I, I like I know the things that I like but I also like trying new things. Yeah. So sometimes there's times where I'm like I'm gonna listen to a new band or watch a new movie, and sometimes you're disappointed but most of the time it's like that was pretty badass. Yeah. And you got instead of rotating the same thing over and over again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that's a, that's our that's our goal. It's a wow factor. Yeah. I want people to come in here and go wow. Yeah. I've never put anything in my mouth like this before. Right, right. And that's what our goal is, is to put things in your mouth that you've never been there. So right, right. try something new, try something like funky and yeah, yeah, just exploit that aspect of the market. Yeah. Well, nice, man. You guys are doing great so far. I, yeah, I, thank this you. Is, this is all fantastic. So you guys do some events too. So um, as you guys are probably hearing in the background, uh, we got some really zen music going on because it was you had something going on today, right? Yeah, yeah. So we have crooked yoga every Saturday morning. Crooked from yoga, nice. Ten thirty to eleven thirty. So it's five bucks for yoga. You get 
the hour of yoga and then a pint of beer afterwards. For five bucks? For five bucks. Dude, that's a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. So we just want people to come in. Like my wife's a yoga instructor, our good friend's a yoga instructor. So we constantly want to just, inf you know, bring that type of vibe to the place. Yeah. And so we do that. We're going to be doing a lot more live bands coming up. Okay. Um, yeah. We had a few in the beginning and then it just kind of fell into the wayside as we were focusing on like our first tax season and uh, garbage like that. Right. So <laughs> got a little overwhelmed, but now we're focusing back into events. Um, we actually going to be implementing a speed dating. Oh really? Um, yeah. So nice. you come in and you buy a flight and then you go down the, the aisle, you spend like 10 minutes with each person and you hand them one of your beers. And so like, here, this is the beer that I've selected for you because uh. it looks like you know, it's just an icebreaker. Yeah, yeah. Why would I select this beer for this person? I have no idea. All I've seen is your face. And so we're going to implement that. We've been discussing, like, some beer Olympics. Okay. And nice. doing, like, you know, buy-in for your team. And then, you know, do some beer pong, some flip cup, do a lot of those games. I and mean, we've got the student housing right here. Right, yeah. So, you know, bring that younger crowd in. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the demographics for craft beer is so wide. It is, and yeah. And you get... You're retired, you get your 21-year-olds, and everywhere in between. Right. And so, yeah, we just want to do some things that offer for other people. We do an art show every second Saturday of every month. Okay. So we switch an artist for that month. So uh, we just had David Contreras in for this month. He ended up selling, like, five pieces like of art. Stuff. Nice. Which was pretty sweet. And yeah. he's a really nice guy. He's right next door. His friend... Um, uh, Adela, I forget her last name, but she does this amazing watercolor. Um, I haven't even met her yet. But I saw that on your on your Instagram, yeah, right? Yeah. It's super cool, like her watercolor cactuses. I'm like, that's a... I didn't even realize her style. You know, my wife's kind of been in charge of setting up events, but... Yeah. So we have our art booked out till summertime right now. Um, we'll be implementing music. We're going to be implementing some random kind of crazy events. Yeah. Um, we're going to have the patio uh, is, you know, always open. We've been running yoga outside, so it's get that nice heat from the sun right yeah. now because it's still winter, so it's nice when it hits you. Yeah. Um, we'll be doing music out there as well. So that's where you have um, the bands. You do the bands Yeah, we do back. bands outside okay. and inside. Okay. Just based off of weather, and we really get the band make that choice. Like, what do you guys want? You want to be inside or outside? Yeah. Um, well, so yeah, yeah. And I guess, it, you know, if you're electric or, you know, electric guitars and stuff, probably be best outside or, yeah. yeah or If it's loud, I mean, then you got the like sound of the city you're contributing to and yeah. bring people in and just kind of nice. hear it as you walk by and like, oh, what's that? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's so it kind of goes like with the, with the beers, right? Like if always something different, you want to change it up, you know? Yeah. I like the speed dating thing. That's, that's pretty cool, man. And this table here, yeah, this long perfect. one. So this thing is, what, how, what is this? About 15? It's 16 feet. Yeah. 16 feet. And it's about what? Two feet, three feet wide. Yep. It's perfect, man. This is like made for like a speed dating yeah. table. You know? It's <laughs> so, just kind of yeah. cool. You know, you just get a run through and you yeah. spend an hour here and kind of check things out. Yeah. What's going on guys? Hey, you can come on in. So, um, we got about 10 minutes till we open. Yeah. So wh where do you see this going? Like what, what is your goal? Do you have a, do you have a, a general idea of where you want this thing to go? Well, taking the short term goals versus the long term goals. So our short term right now, we're starting uh, to implement our sales. So okay. we want to be out in Tucson. We got about 15 accounts right now. Okay. Um, I'd like to expand that to 60 yeah. and I'd like to do that in the next 30 days. Nice. Um, we're bringing in some, some sales reps to be able to do that because, you know, as my position, I can't be out there 
during the day. I got I could just keep getting pulled back here. Something comes up, whatever it may be. Um, so we're going to start implementing that long term. Um, in the next five years, I would like to be, you know, drastically expanding. Okay. I want to get into canning or bottling. Nice. I want to get into where we are doing double batches. We got tin barrel system. I wouldn't mind up up in that to twenty or thirties. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So we'll just kind of see how that goes to get the brew house constantly going. I don't want kegs in house. I don't want empty kegs. I don't want keg storage. I want them all out. Brew them, so, get them out. Brew them and yeah. get them out. Yeah. Bring them back, fill them, get them back out. Yeah. And so that's what our, our short-term goal is. Our long-term okay. is definitely some expansion. We we have enough room here for three more fermenters. Okay. Um, and then we can up them all to 20 barrels because we have the roof space because we got these 16-foot ceilings. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that. And so, yeah, we got a lot of room for expansion in this location. Yeah. So, yeah, we want, want to do that. We want to integrate ourselves into the Tucson community get up to phoenix we've had a couple of accounts at like whining pig and the addict okay um, nice. 12 west oro brewing have carried our beers so nice. yeah we want to kind of start to integrate where we can get some of those phoenix accounts okay yeah well i'm gonna support you man if Sweet, i see your man. beer somewhere i'm getting it for sure awesome yeah. we appreciate that yeah. thank you so how do people find you like uh as i say on earth and online like how do, yeah. how do people find your place and find you online? well we're on all social media we're on facebook twitter uh instagram okay um all of our beer updates our events all that stuff's going through facebook okay um when we do a beer release you know the day of i could do the instagram but instagram's more instantaneous as opposed to events that you can get with uh facebook right and then we have our website, which okay. is crookedtoothbrewing.com, and we just got that up and running. Nice. Um, I got the website come, guy coming in today, so he can kind of go over some more stuff with me. Nice. But yeah, so uh, online, Google us. Um, you know, we got Put our map brings us here. Can, yeah, yeah. Right. And yeah. So yeah, we're close to Fourth Avenue, close to downtown. Yeah. We're kind of just outside enough that it's not crazy. Yeah. We got parking that you can hit here in Arizona Avenue, which is the alleyway that's just outside our front door. Okay. And yeah. Nice, man. Well, dude, thanks for doing this, man. I really oh, appreciate dude. it. Yeah, likewise, man. Yes. It's reciprocated. This is awesome. Yeah. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for joining me for another episode. Next time you're in Tucson, make sure you hit up Crooked Tooth Brewing Company. Tell them I sent you. Tell them I recommended that it's always sunny in Amarillo. That was my favorite, but every beer that they had was pretty awesome. So next episode, I traveled to Glendale to a brewery whose initial beers were inspired by the country whose citizens drink more beer per capita than any other country in the world. You don't want to miss this one. Stay tuned. In the meantime, if you're really liking the show, do me a huge favor. Help spread the word. Tell a friend. Go to iTunes. Give me a review. Give me a rating. Somehow, let's get this thing rolling. I need your help. I appreciate your help. Thank you. And always remember, stay awesome.